Hey everybody, welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. I'm Matt Acorn. This is Jordan Flegel. Jordan, feel free to say hello, man. I wanna, I wanna talk to you with someone. Oh yeah, how's it going, man? Hey, it's going really good, man. I'm feeling good, feeling loose, feeling, feeling calm. Feeling uh, loose. Selected. Yeah, feeling loosey goosey, man. Uh, have you started celebrating uh, the holiday season, Christmas, anything like that? Because I feel it's only no. November no, just wait, started. Wait, wait, wait. And I mean, no. I mean, whatever does not. I don't know what kind of uh, holidays anyone that's listening celebrates. Uh, but anyways, you know, in this holiday Wait, season, Diwali, Diwali, I think that just happened. Right I think. Oh, or is it's it going over? on? Or may, it might be going on. I think it's longer than I. I, I don't. I'm. I'm so ignorant. I can't. I, I can't say for that's sure. The, I'm not an expert. Of light. Well, I. Uh, yeah. W- whether it's going on or not, I. I made Indian food uh, last night. Just nice. From, you know. Uh, but. Uh, no, I'm not celebrating Christmas yet, Matt, because it's not Remembrance Day yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's exactly the same way I feel, man. Get your poppies, Good. everybody yeah. that's listening to this in Ontario. Uh, you know, it doesn't cost you much chipping your your loony or your toony to the Legion. <laughs> but everybody, thanks so much for joining. Don Cherry. Yeah, yeah, Don Cherry. I'm, I'm the young Don Cherry. Everybody loves that guy. <laughs> oh, no. uh, yeah, everybody Ooh. welcome. But I, I, right now, you'd think that we're just kind of like a, a smooth talking podcast if you're new. Uh, but we're we're not we're we're smooth, but uh, we 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 do have some brains behind us uh, when it comes to the game of basketball, especially Jordan yeah. looking looking great today, no, uh, thanks, as, as always. Uh, but Jordan, you know, uh, this past weekend, you know, because uh, we're recording on the Sunday night, some decent games today. Uh, Ricky Rubio going absolutely bonkers. Him and the Cavs, maybe a bit of a sleeper team in the East right now. Uh, mm-hmm. but Saturday was really when the biggest games uh, of the weekend were going down, and some huge finishes, some really close games, dramatic. Uh, and we're going to kick it off, you know, uh, with two teams that, you know, kind of, kind of looking ahead, they're both kind of dark horses, but, uh, you know, yep. realistically, we could see these two teams playing in the NBA finals this year. Uh, you know, if you're judging it based on the, you know, the first 10 games of the season between the Utah jazz and the Miami heat, uh, yep. and Jordan, the heat looked really good to begin the game. Tyler hero mm-hmm. was really stroking it. Well, uh, yeah. he was, he was on fire. You know, the team defense was on, on, on point. Um, but the Utah jazz just, they never quit. They always play nope. hard. They grit their teeth, and Quinn Snyder and his boys like they they never give up on a game, and they clawed their way back into that. And like they, they, there's definitely a situation where they could have won that game because it it came down oh, to yeah. a one point uh a one point difference I think uh in that fourth yep. quarter like a minute left. So, I mean, what what did you think of this matchup of two teams that are you know really really strong defensively? Uh, you know, they're definitely a very similar style of play that these teams have. Uh, and again. Uh, it, there was really the duels as well uh, from some of their top talents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, the two teams I kind of see uh, sort of similarly in, in their challenges come playoff time. Like I, I know their defenses are going to be solid, like no doubt about that on either side, but it, it's a question of, you know, how dangerous uh, can either of their offenses be? And uh, like, uh, man, so far in this season and including in this game, like Tyler Hero has like a real – bag like I I didn't even know that he had this in him I didn't know he was capable of doing it like even when he said like you know came out and said you know people were sleeping on me last year I know I had a bad year but like I'm you know I've I've been in the gym I'm gonna go crazy like I wasn't even expecting this I was I I was expecting him to be you know pretty good yeah but like definitely not like 22 and 50 40 90 almost right like yeah like he's transformed like what this heat offense can even be because he's just another guy who can like even if you looked at him in the bubble when he yeah. you know was this breakout star or whatever like yeah he, he was kind of pulling up for audacious threes and then you know cutting and you know getting these 
like kind of backdoor layups and dunks and stuff and scoring really well. But he's showing this year, he has like a variety of little kind of mid range moves he can make. He can like turn over either shoulder, nice kind of float to either side. Yeah. He's yeah. like, man, I'm, I'm so impressed with what I'm seeing from him. And he really puts kind of t- puts you at ease when you think about, uh, you know, at least me personally, when I was thinking about the heat offense, like I, I knew Jimmy Butler was for the most part going to be great. And Kyle Lowry was going to help out, but, Beyond that, there was a lot of kind of question marks in terms of, you know, someone like Duncan Robinson, you, you got to get him the ball in the right spot. He's a great shooter. Someone like Bam, uh, he, he can kind of, you know, uh, take advantage of certain matchups, but isn't going to be like a 20, 25 point per game score or anything like that. So Heroes just really made them so much more dynamic. And I was just so impressed by him, uh, you know, in this game too. Um, obviously throughout the whole game, Donovan Mitchell, his yeah. prints are all over it from the other side for coming from the jazz, like 37 points. Uh, he, he was incredible. And, uh, you know, the, the heat who are supposed to be kind of like one of the juggernauts out East defensively really had trouble containing him. Um, well, and it's, but, I thought that he, that, that was like a quiet 37. I thought maybe it I, was quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, it, I agree. I like I, I think he got he did some work at the free throw line as well, but it was one of those yeah. ones because usually he's like a pretty explosive guy, like in the style of play. But like I think it was a lot of just nice shots, like open open threes, and you're kind of like, okay, yeah, he makes those shots, and then uh, by the end of the game, you're like, oh shit, he just dropped another thirty plus point game. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, it, it was quite. I agree, and, and that's why I think that again, like I had Donovan Mitchell as like my backup for possibly like an MVP if the Jazz could keep going, because again, he's averaging yeah. like pretty well this year, uh, and he has like since his rookie year, so. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Donovan Mitchell is definitely you know, a guy to keep watching, but because yeah, he, he just doesn't get the you know the shine exactly. He that I think he yeah. deserves. Like people know he's a star, but like I, I I'm a huge like I know not a lot of people are sold on him, but I'm huge on Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, and he, he was you know big tonight and big part of that uh, you know comeback that you mentioned. Uh, it, it did look like the the Heat were going to kind of put this game away at late in the third and into the fourth, but the Jazz kept just kept clawing back in it and. Uh, yeah, cut the lead, had, had the opportunity to tie the game a few times there. Uh, at the very, very end, Donovan Mitchell had kind of like a tough kind of fading to his right three that he pulled up for, which was a good shot, you know, all things considered. He, he got a pretty clean look, but um, it was also good defense by the Heat, I, I felt. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a good kind of signature win for the Heat. They, you know, they, they've been playing really well, aside from that bad loss to the, the Celtics when the Celtics really clamped down on them and, sort of grinded their offense to, to nothing. Uh, the, the heat have been one of the best teams in the league mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's, it's an impressive win. And, you know, it was at home. You, you expect the heat to, you know, show out there. And uh, I give a lot of credit to the jazz too, just for fighting back in this one. And uh, Mike Conley played well in this one as well, especially down the stretch. He, he hit a few big shots and yep. uh, well, it's uh, it's, it's for sure. Like kind of a, yeah. Li- li- like you alluded to kind of like a dark horse uh, finals preview uh sort of thing like you could see both of these teams uh you know in theory getting getting through their respective conferences and and making it to the end just because they're so so deep uh and and so kind of well-rounded but uh but yeah no it was was a super good game and uh yeah it's uh good 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 for the heat to to get back in the the win column after that uh, loss to the celtics because that was that one hurt that that one was not a good look for them well, and, and again, even then, like, I think that, you know, he had almost got uh, a lucky break at the end there. Uh, like that last shot, Donovan Mitchell, he jacked that up, like totally contested deep fade. Yeah, away. yeah. And it was like, I don't know, man. Like it, it was still like, I think like by the time the ball hit the rim, it was like five seconds were still on the clock. 
Like yeah, you, you had yeah. enough time to grab the ball, get a quick pick and roll. And then you have so many more options you can take to the rim, kick it out or kick it out to like the far side. It's like, I, I just don't, yeah, I didn't really get the, I don't think that was exactly how they drew it up. Maybe they were trying to do that and try to get the offensive rebound. Cause they had, a, yeah, yeah. With that. but cause it was, it, I think it was actually the exact same play they drew up when they were down uh, three, just before the, uh, the last stoppage. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, they're going to be interesting to watch. And, you know, we were talking about him on the, the, uh, the Friday podcast, you know, uh, how about Kyle Lowry and his role in this team. Uh, and, you know, he, he triple doubles something that, you know, yep. funny because he always is like around that bubble, right? Cause he, he gets a lot of rebounds for a small guy. He's always over 10 points. You know, he really chips in unless it's like the playoffs a couple of years ago. Uh, <laughs> and you're, then you're getting two points or one point. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I, at this current time, you know, he, he's really in that golden era. But yeah. His, uh, yeah, and then obviously his assist numbers are going to be up as well. Ultimate team yeah. player, so it's uh, it, it, it's he doesn't get a lot of triple doubles though. Is uh, you know, the point that I'm getting across. But even though he's yeah, always around yeah. there, it's kind of like LeBron. You know, LeBron's always that he has that 27, seven and seven line. Yeah, that's the yeah, classic. He's only yeah. ever had it once. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. Any, anyways, though, uh, but like I mean, like you, what do you, what are you thinking about Lowry's role right now? Because again, like it's not even a, again, a flashy triple double, similar to the kind of, I was talking with Donovan Mitchell. Like he, he just did it grinding out easy layups, taking open shots that, you know, that needed to get the, the team to swing the momentum on their side. Uh, and then, yeah, just setting guys up quick and easy pick and roll situations, pick and pop. So. Well, do you want, do you want me to t- get on my re- Lowry rant right now? Yeah, we, go for it. Get it out of the way. Okay. Cause I, yeah, like I, I, yeah, I messaged you before this, just said I wanted to talk about him because I think uh, it's your just, first official rant, man. Welcome. This is, this is my first rant. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'll give it a try. Put on uh, the road, put on my put on the flip flops. This is Matt's area. Yeah. <laughs> this is my domain. Make yourself at home. Uh, have a beer. Kick your feet up, man. So, well, wh- what I just want to get across is how kind of underappreciated mad, I feel, <laughs> how underappreciated I feel Lowry is in the grand scheme of things since he's been a, a Raptors player and then now through the heat, but like specifically in this game and and so far in the heat season he's uh you know and people have talked about it a lot he's he's turned a team that really doesn't like to play fast did not really like to push the pace into one of the most uh you you know it's not one of the most fast-paced or fastest teams in the league but he's just Mm -hmm. elevated their style of play and made them uh kind of like i was saying before with with hero in there I, i think he's really kind of aided his development this year i don't think it's an accident that you know hero breaks out like this and Lowry's also on the team. I think they're interconnected in that way, but Lowry's, you know, getting them to play faster. His kick aheads are insanely elite. Yeah. Uh, as someone who gets a team like, you know, 10 to 15 easy buckets that, you know, uh, otherwise without him there, you, you just wouldn't have the chance to get. Cause you know, he always has his head up when he gets the ball, he gets a defensive rebound, kicks it up the floor. And uh, I, I think he honestly is the biggest reason that the Heat looks so dominant so far this year. Because sure. I think without him, they would have had kind of similar starts they've had the last few years. Like they, they, they would have started out pretty well, but would have maybe lost a game like this today, like against a good Utah – or sorry, yesterday, uh, as we're recording yeah, this yeah. Saturday night. Would have lost a close game against a team like Utah or something like that. Like, but, but he does come out. It's not like he – you know has crazy scoring games but has a triple double and 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 helps them win but uh like what i've been thinking about for for lowry recently after seeing him perform so well this year is just like i I, and i want to kick it to you matt or Mm. i want to pose the question to you since lowry joined the raptors it was uh i I think 12 13 was the year that he got traded to yeah i I believe it was the year they lost to the nets Uh, or no sorry sorry it was the year before that year before that he got traded halfway through i believe 
Yeah, yeah. So, so he, he's been there. Uh, and I, I just want to run through sort of Actually, since that wrong. time. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll fact check this, but uh, no, we won't. Um, but um, since that time, I'm just going to run through the other big point guards of the league. I want you to tell me who you would rather have. So uh, I'll start with the two kind of easy answer ones, but like Steph Curry, you'd probably sure. rather have Steph yeah. Curry, right? And that's just so you're saying during that period he was on the wrap. Yeah, during that yeah, period. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And, and including now, up until now. So sure, basically okay, yeah. from then until now. Cool. I'm just yeah. not including his rockets and memphis days before yeah, he was still yeah. kind of finding himself a player so sure, sure yeah uh so steph curry i'm assuming you'd rather have him yeah yeah i'd have to say yeah yeah uh dame lillard even i would say you yeah know, maybe it's a little closer but you'd rather have dame yeah definitely. what about russell westbrook no i'd rather have Lowry. i've been saying that for years that he's better than westbrook what about kemba walker that one was close when kemba was in charlotte i think they oh, kind of switched no when Ke- when kemba was in was in charlotte and then really? like that the, when he was in Charlotte, because that was the Lowry era of him putting up, as I was just referring to before, like two point stinkers okay, in the playoffs okay. and Kemba You're was right, like right. actually playing well. But then they kind of once he left like that last year and, and he went to the Celtics, then Lowry became the guy that was like, you know, scoring 20 points in the playoffs. So yeah. still, it's kind of like half and half, like for half of Lowry's duration, I probably would go Kemba. But for the sure. second, but for the second half and the second and the half that he really hit his peak, like. I think Lowry's peak, like with the Raptors in that 2019 playoff run, was still probably a little bit higher, I would say, even though I don't think he was actually an all-star during those seasons, but he's all-stars other seasons. But I-, I think that one is close. I will say that. That's very close for me. Okay, okay. What about Mike Conley and Kyle Lowry? No, nah, I'd go Lowry. I think he's kind of a similar player, uh, but yeah. just a little bit better defensively uh, and definitely a, a more of a risk taker. Uh, his balls are a little bit bigger. So, uh, I mean, I think I'd, I'd still go Lowry on that. Uh, but again, Mike Conley is like one of my favorite, like low key players. Like, I guess for years, he always has been, especially when he was on Memphis. Uh, just does everything right. Uh, and again, as I say, I always go for players that actually make you like they make winning plays. Like, I would again, Mike Conley and Russell Westbrook, that's like a tough, like, that's a toss up for me. I like, I, and yeah. I probably just out of bias would go Conley. Like, it's yeah, uh, my value for Westbrook, like, just to actually lead a team is very low. Yeah. Okay. What about uh, Lowry and Chris Paul just in that time since 2013? There was a point in Houston that I actually was starting to say Lowry's better, but I'd yeah. probably still, I'd have to say Chris Paul. Like, I mean, I okay. don't think you can, he's an all time great. I mean, yeah, like yeah. it's, I, 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 I think you have to go uh, CP3. And, and obviously, you know, Chris Paul had his prime was kind of through but, even yeah. before when, when Lowry was even, you know, relevant and yeah. then kind of carried, carried late more, more than most point guards. Anyway, so the, just just a just a thought exercise uh, in terms of sure. you know like who you would take. What about Kyrie? That's another good one. What would you take? Who would you take? I think again that one's kind of tough. I think Lowry impacts you more for winning, but I mean Kyrie obviously you know I mean what? Well, this one, no no that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know for for winning, if let's say like you know you you have a competent team around them, be a, a, yeah. a team that you know isn't shit and 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 could win yeah. provided yeah. you have you, you know who yeah brings the most value towards winning. That yeah, is. like I, I think I think again Kyrie and Kyrie and and, and Lowry are, are I think are pretty close, but again, like I think generally the, like most people would probably and it wouldn't be a bad take to take Kyrie for like a one game, like if you really need a guy to like sure. get you that yeah. bucket and be the superstar, then that's Kyrie. Like Lowry just has never been a superstar. Uh like always a, yeah. a great player. Um, but again, you probably go Kyrie, but again, it, it all depends on the personnel because if you yeah. need a defender, like you have no other defenders, you have to go Lowry. You might as well. Cause at least you have someone to get a stop. Right. Cause Kyrie's not going to get the defense that Lowry is. So 
yeah. I mean, questions like that are always, you know, two sided. There's a lot more that goes into it, but I mean, For just sure. in general, no, I, 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 with, I get what you're saying, what you're doing here. Like, I mean, like, yeah, Lowry's consistently been an underrated guy that really impacts uh team winning and like just a culture. So it's, it's, it's kind of insane. Cause again, maybe we're sounding like the biggest homers ever, but I don't even care. No, I don't care. Well, no, we can't, we, we can't be uh, sort of labeled that now because he's on the heat, you know, like I'm, I'm, True, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. reminiscing yeah, that. I, I know, yeah, you yeah. know, it's a bit of homerism, whatever, but, but the point I, I'm trying to make, like, you know, I, I get where you're coming from in terms of that, you know, it's close with Kemba or it's close with Kyrie, but from my perspective, I, I would take Lowry, especially after what I saw in the uh, 2019 playoffs when the Raptors, yeah. uh, you know, actually had a, like super competent team around mm-hmm. him. Like, because mm-hmm. uh, no matter how good they were before that with DeRozan as your other main guy, I, I, I think they were always kind of overachieving. Like, I, I don't sure, think yeah, they were yeah. actually built yeah. to go and win a championship. And I don't think any of those losses you can really chalk up like in the playoffs, other than that bad 2015 loss to the wizards first round sweep uh, when the Raptors had home court. Other than that, Raptor, uh, sorry, Kyle Lowry's uh, playoff ra- numbers with the Raptors were actually pretty good. Well, like, then, okay, but I will say route. some of those numbers are hollow. Some of those numbers are so hollow. But I think you you have to blame other guys more. Like every time I don't the know. he was lost, pretty bad, man. Some of those games he was bad. Like those early DeRozan time, he was bad. He had some. I think DeRozan was worse. Worse. I think DeRozan. No, was I, I would say yeah. Play. I think he picked up again. I, I swear, I shit you not that Wizard series. Gravis Vasquez is our best player. Oh well, yeah, he, yeah. That guy was the truth. Greatest. So yeah, I, I all I'm saying is yeah, I like, I won't, I won't but, pull I, like, him out of the water, but like I get what you're saying. Like he was, he's, he was at least there. Like he fought, he fought. Like he was, he and he no, got yeah. better though. He did get better. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm more improved. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. more excited. I, I the guy that was no, older no. and he kind of kept improving. No, I, I and I see what you're saying, and he does deserve you know his fair share of criticism. I get it. But I don't think they ever like other than that wizard series. Like I was saying, I don't think they ever lost to a team that they should have beat. Like I think they were yeah. beat by better teams. Like they were beat by the Cavs those few times. They were, um, it, well, that that was that was the, it. The middle years. So they were beat Monza. by the uh, yeah exactly. They were beat by the uh, the Nets in that very first year, and that was their first year in the playoffs. Like you know yeah. you can't expect the guy. Jonas was like twenty three or something. Well, exactly. And yeah, again, I like not to throw DeRozan under the bus, but I think DeRozan's play really was what hurt them yeah. more than yeah. than Lowry's sort of quote unquote bad play. But anyway, my. My long roundabout way of saying that I, I actually think since that, that, that kind of time period that I'm talking about between around 2013 to, to now, I would rather have Kyle Lowry than anyone except for like the top tier point guards in the league, which to me are Curry, Lillard, and Chris Paul. And even sort of, you know, between Lowry and Chris Paul during that time, I know you've got to go with Paul, but, you know, Paul's kind of, uh, and, and Chris Paul, you know, full disclosure is my favorite player, always has been, but is kind of getting up there in age now. So, you know, these past like three years uh, or, or three or four, you know, cause that was when, you know, back as we go back in that sort of time frame, Lowry was still an all-star and, mm-hmm. and really good, more athletic than he is now and kind of could, could do more things for you. Um, I think that's kind of leaning more towards a bit of a toss up. So, you know, other than those three though, I, I think I would take Lowry over Kyrie, over Kemba, over all these other people, but he's never really talked about that way. You know what I mean? Like he's sure, always yeah. kind of like the, the point guard that's kind of thrown in when you talk about the best players in the NBA or the best point guards in the NBA. And that's been that way since he's been relevant. Uh, you know, he, he's never really been that guy to make uh, all NBA teams. I think he made one and it was a third team and yeah, yeah. 16 or something like that. 
He made one like, year, and then like DeRozan was one, like the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I just think he's colossally underrated. And people, you know, kind of lean towards and look more towards stats uh, and and sort of yeah. what a point guard can do, especially these days in terms of scoring and things like that. But how he uh, a, a player impacts winning, I would take Kyle Lowry, uh, like I said, above yeah. any of those other kind of middle of the road point guards, including to make this clear, including Russell Westbrook and including Kyrie Irving. I'd take Lowry. I think he impacts winning yeah. way more. Yeah. I think that that's probably and he's a champion end. and he's a Hall of Famer, baby. He's a, no doubt Hall of Famer, yeah. especially if this year kind of goes the way that the Heat are expecting it to. I, I, I think he's a clear cut Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I gotta on give him his respect. Too. Yeah, and uh, basketball, pro basketball reference, uh, they they all say eighty five percent or something. Yeah, eighty five percent. So I mean, not that that's you know uh, anything. It's just the numbers. But again, uh, just something to to think about. But yeah, I think. I think that uh, that that mo- that motion is kind of gaining a lot of traction the past couple of years. So hope I, I I really hope we do see it. Uh, you know, it'll be one of those guys that I don't think he won't be like a first ballot or anything, but he'll get in there eventually. No. He'll, he'll get in there. He, he needs a statue too outside of uh, Scotiabank. That well, and that probably will happen first. I think I yeah. think he'll get something like that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and I mean, moving on, you know, we're talking about game changers, and you know the. I actually love watching it because I kind of like, there's not a lot of players that when I see them that like, I'm like, wow, it's like a generational talent, like superstar. Like I've yeah. only ever thought that like, like I remember watching Anthony Davis when he first came into the league. Uh, and that was really when I started getting like big into basketball. Uh, like he was one of those guys I was watching. I'm like, wow, like this guy's like phenomenal. I can do it all. Uh, and like Luka Doncic is like, yeah, he's taken me aback. I mean, again, I'm not like a, like a big Mavericks fan or anything, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, wow! Yep. Like the, the buzzer beater to sink the Celtics in a big game. Yep. Both teams Saturday. really need for a win, and uh, the Mavericks keep doing it. I mean, they're they're strong. They, I mean, nobody else is really doing it. Like it's just kind of they've embraced that it's the Luca show, and Jason Kidd's getting the best out of them. I, I believe they're sitting about top three in the West uh, as of recording this. So, yep. I mean, what do you got to say about that game, Jordan? Because I mean, again, it was it was back and forth. Uh, you know, Tatum on the other side was doing his thing, and yep. uh, Luca just won the duel. Yeah, big time. And like up until this game, though, the Mavericks have been doing okay. They've their sort of offensive rating has really taken a hit from when what sort of what they were a few years ago when they were the best offense uh, in league history, uh, which was crazy to say. And that was yeah. kind of inflated because of another different or a few different factors, I'd say. But uh, people were kind of you know critical of of Jason Kidd and sort of the job he was doing and the the way the Mavericks were performing. Mm-hmm. Um, through the season, but you know when you have someone like Luka Doncic, uh, you can win games in in sort of this crazy fashion, and can still be, even though you are adjusting to a new coach and adjusting to how Kristaps Porzingis is going to you know deal with his role and all these other kind of factors, uh, you know outside of your control, you can still be one of the best teams mm-hmm. out west, even with all that. And I think the Mavericks are slowly improving, and um, you know it, 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 the the Celtics are a worthy opponent. It's not like they were in a close game with yeah. like, the magic or the rockets or something like that. Like this is a game you expect to kind of go down to the wire and, uh, and Luca from the know, left corner from, from the left corner, he loves going left and yeah. he r- rose over Jason Richardson, I believe uh, yeah. His yeah. teammate from last year and just knocked it in. But uh, I think the, one of the, the most kind of defining sequences of this game was when there was kind of a, a like a, like a fast break. I'm not sure exactly what the score was, but it was close. Like, uh, within the last minute or, or last two minutes uh, at most, uh, Chris Stapps 
threw the ball out to the corner to, I believe, Jalen Brunson. And, and Brunson uh, threw up a shot from, from the right corner, a three, which would have either given the Mavs the lead or you mm-hmm. know, cut, it, cut, it, cut the lead to uh, you know, that, that much smaller of a margin, whatever. It was a close game. And Jason Tatum just completely looked kind of just up at the rim, paid no attention to Kristaps Porzingis right behind him, made no effort to box him out at all. Yeah. And Brunson missed the shot, and Kristaps got a completely, you know, very easy to grab put back dunk, uh, which then put the game enough in reach so that Luca could go and hit that shot. And uh, it just kind of was kind of an indicator for me of like the Celtics overall sort of dysfunction so far Yeah. Um, in this, uh, this season where they've been in a bunch of close games, even the very first game of the season, they lost that two overtime game uh, mm-hmm. to, to the Knicks. Bing bong. The bing bong game. And uh, they just, they're not paying attention to yeah. detail and they're it's, it's costing them these games. Like Jason Tatum's a great player. One of the best offensive players we have in this game and had a good game on Saturday. But when you forget to do that little thing, which box out KP, like even though KP has got a lot of size on you, Jason Tatum, you can probably move him out of the way. He's a pretty skinny dude, you, you know, or at he's least. All, yeah. He's also not really that, that hard on the inside. I mean, uh, no, he's, he's been known to blow like big post hooks up against like five, like 10 guys. So for sure. So like, you know, you get even the slightest bit of body on him. He maybe doesn't get that rebound and the Celtics win this game. And uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what it is. You know, it's a game of inches here sometimes. And it's just the very little plays that, that really matter. Um, yeah, and yeah. then, you know, Chris Epps does that. And then, uh, I think the play right after that, Dennis Schroeder tried to drive on him and Chris Stapps, you know, blocked it, uh, and, and, you know, swatted him at the rim and, you know, showed how much of a difference maker he can be. Uh, he just doesn't show it all the time, which I'm sure is very frustrating for, for Mavericks fans. But, yeah, um, you know, uh, I, I think the, the Mavericks are, you know, ascending and this is another kind of big blow for, for the Celtics who are already kind of in limbo in terms of, you know, how this season is going to go. We're, we're really not sure if they're going to kind of, dip below yeah, the expectations yeah. for them or, or rise above. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I like what I'm seeing from the Mavericks, even though it hasn't been perfect. I, I think I, I still kind of consider them, especially, you know, after you see a game like this, you see what Luka can do in a close game. Uh, I consider them one of the dark horses out West, especially with how shaky the top of the West has looked. Yeah. And uh, I think they're just slowly going to, you know, continue this trend of, you know, just getting better and more comfortable in Jason Kidd's system. And, it was well, uh, yeah, pretty pr- pretty damn good win for for the Mavs. I think that you know with Kristaps that they, that they really need to see him have good games, not just for the team, but for his own confidence and for yeah, what, yeah. he feels he where he sits right now. Because you know uh, that was kind of a who's the big dog they had in the off yeah. season, but it was pretty pretty clear it was Luca. Yeah. And I think and you know Kristaps even said you know he came out and he was public about it that he didn't like that he he didn't feel he was being treated as like a, a number one uh, or one B kind of guy or even like a excuse me at times uh i looked at him as like a number two guy yeah. uh so i mean they've I, and i i don't think that he's gonna be a number one guy ever like i think this is as good no. as it's gonna get for him at this point um because you know we've seen him in new york he kind of showed the flashes and then when they sent him to the dallas like i mean luca wasn't there i, I believe uh, at the very beginning of that uh yeah. i think that was the year before they drafted him uh i could be wrong on that but either way no, i think uh, so I, mean, I don't know if he played a lot of it but i think it was that's the thing and then yeah. he, he only yeah, had yeah. brief stints as like the guy and they were already expected to lose so nobody cared uh yeah. so like I, I really we haven't seen him get a true chance at it but like i don't i don't see that being a good experiment uh but i could see it happen uh i could definitely see some some team throw a lot of money at him in the offseason 
because uh, yeah. he has all those tools. But I think the other thing that's worth noting again, like, you know, Jalen Brown was out uh, yeah. this game as well. So, I mean, he, maybe he's there. Like he, he's definitely at least a one point uh, difference maker when he's, uh, yeah. he's out there, uh, you know, whether it's stopping some dropping his own, like, you know, 20 something odd performance. So uh, I think that would have been a difference maker in this game, especially in guarding Luca. Cause you know, they would have been matched up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and that, that would have, you know, maybe hindered some stuff, you know, maybe if it's uh, if it's Jalen Brown, instead of uh, instead of Josh Richardson on the last attempt, maybe Luca rims out and then, uh, you know, Celtics win, or we're going to overtime, whichever the scenario could end up being if he was playing. Yep. Uh, yep. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I, I have a little bit more faith in the Celtics than you do. And I'm sure we'll talk about this later on in the podcast. Uh, I don't, but I don't think that they're like, even close to contending like i think they're like a like a yeah. play-in team like an eight seed nine seed kind of thing yeah. uh and, and again i i i assume i think they'll find their way into the playoffs i i think that they'll be in there when it's all said and done like the 16 teams are locked in but again they'll be a tough out but i don't see them actually doing anything to make any noise unless they're gonna have some crazy like coming together story that the you know al horford's gonna rally the boys in the back and uh, I I just don't see it happening this year for them. Well, uh, that, now that just just quickly as you mentioned Horford, like I, I, the the parts of the game that I did did watch that you know the Dallas Boston game we're talking about, I found that overall their best playmaker was Horford. Yeah, and I, yeah. I grant that yeah. that Brown is out, but when that's the case for you, you you're gonna have a really clunky offense. Like it's obviously great to have good playmaking bigs, but like they just don't have any guards who are great playmakers or table setters or anything like that. Like I've kind of mentioned this before, yeah. which I, that I think is one of their biggest problems. Like smart, not a great guy who can, you know, play, make or facilitate. Uh, Schroeder doesn't do that very well. And uh, Brown and Tatum are always so focused on scoring that they yeah. don't even really think about that part of the game though. I think they can, you know, be decent at that, especially Brown. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I watching that game, like Horford's the guy who's actually yeah. making sort of, good plays and making this offense look good. Otherwise it just kind of looks clunky with, you know, especially with Brown out, you just basically give it to Tatum and say, you know, go to work. And it's a lot of yeah, isolation yeah. and a lot of tough shots that uh, it's kind of like a trick or treat thing with someone like Tatum who can make those tough shots um, and kind of makes them look good sometimes, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't really contribute to the overall health of the offense. So well, you know, I think that's one of their biggest problems. So and, we, and we talked about this on the Friday podcast, I believe it was. Uh, we were talking about uh, Marcus Smart's comments about how he's not getting the ball enough and everyone yeah. knows they're going to jail and Jason. Jason Tatum came out after uh, one of the recent games and was talking about how, uh, how how he knows how to play basketball. And that's what he yeah. does. Knows, he knows what he's doing. He's playing us to play basketball, which is yeah. true. And Mario, that's kind of what we were saying is, you know, Marcus Smart telling Jalen, like, like, like Taylor Jason Tatum, like, yeah, Yo, you can't have the ball. Like, no, like, how does that make any sense? He's, yeah. he's the superstar. You're just a guy to compliment him. So if you're going to start running your mouth and they can get Chris Dunn back, like, yeah. I mean, you're replaceable. You're not a, like Jason Tatum's not replaceable. So, yeah. Uh, it, I just think that's another thing still is, you know, they're, they're, they're going to butt heads a little bit. I don't think this is like a, a brotherhood. I don't think that's what they have in their locker room. That's been an issue for the Celtics for years yeah. now is that, yeah. you know, never seeming to find the right fit. Uh, and again, who knows, maybe that's uh, you know, some coaching staff that just don't have the leadership right now. Uh, right. Again, I mean, they've really fallen from grace from, you know, people thought, you know, a couple of years ago when they had that, you know, that even that run in the bubble that, you know, be contenders the next year, you know, to at least get out of the East. And now you're looking at them and like, you know, we could see them not even make the playoffs and not be surprised. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's going to be tough. We'll see how it goes for them. Obviously they're, uh, 
sort of they understand internally uh, what's been going on so far this year the you know yeah. the, the supposed kind of players over only meeting or dinner or yeah yeah whether the coaches got there later we don't know but you know it's uh there, there there's things happening and um yeah like uh, that's why I, like we talked about on friday's pod marcus spart saying something even though uh, you know, I think it's the wrong person and the wrong thing to say. Maybe that can kind of light the fire and see where yeah. they go. But at the end of the day, like I said before, it's uh, I just don't think they have enough pieces to really, really compete or kind of contend out east. So, yeah, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll we'll see if they kind of come to that realization or if they're, you know, disappointed by, yeah, sort of seven through ten, yeah. you know, finish and, and, and see how they go. They'll definitely be in the playoffs, but. I wouldn't be surprised if they're they're out in the first round, honestly. Yeah, the way yeah. things are going here. Well, and talking about teams that have been you know a bit surprising so far coming into the year, uh, the last Saturday night matchup that we're going to talk to is the late night game capped it off for us between the uh, Los Angeles Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers, and uh-huh. again the Lakers dropped their second in a row. Uh, they're still, I believe, I think they're six and six or five and five. I think they're, but they're they're out of the playoffs. I think they're five and five, and they're the tenth seed because the you know yeah. the West's a lot a little more open right now. The Wild West uh, behind the Clippers that are four and four, I think, and that's again before any of the games that are played on Sunday have come into effect. Uh, but anyhow, uh, you know the Lakers again. They were pretty much out of this game from start to finish. I mean, the first quarter uh, was kind of close. Uh, again, they were kind of playing to their styles. Uh, Rocco was hitting a lot of shots early on. Uh, it was actually pretty solid throughout the game. Um, and it just, without LeBron out there, and we've said this before, we were talking about this on another podcast, and it's it's embarrassing to see the difference. Uh, like you would think with this t- the team that they, they've gone all in for to try and win a championship, you should be able to, and this has kind of been a thing with LeBron teams for so long that people don't realize. It's like the, the teams LeBron make look like finals contenders and then yeah. how they are with him not on the floor is like flabbergasting. I like it's it always really gives me like a reality check. So I'm like, this is not the same team. No, no, like, no, no. And that's just how good, like as a testament to how good he is, even in one of his like more down years. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like I'm I'm looking at the box score here. I, I didn't get a chance to watch this game, but it says Anthony Davis only played seven minutes. He had two points. Did he go down with injury or did he, did he, he watch pretty- this? Uh, yeah, I think he, I think he did tweak something. I don't honestly really remember, but I, I know that it didn't matter. Like Nurkic yeah. was solid on the inside through most of the game still. Uh, but it, it, it's just, it just seems like the, that's just how the Lakers are this year. Like they just roll over when they start facing yeah. adversity. And again, because they can't shoot the most, like they were hitting from outside was, it was already about 20 points. Like they came down, like they, they ended up making it closer than it actually should have been. Like it was more of a blowout than it looks like. Uh, Cause of like right. Malik Monk and uh, um, I'm blanking on his name. They just got him over. He was playing for the heat at one point, the Knicks. Uh, uh, Ellington. Oh, man. Yeah. Wayne Ellington. Yeah. Pardon me on that. Yeah. Wayne Ellington hit like a garbage time, a couple threes. So it's just watching the trailblazers. Like, you know, the trailblazers were good. They didn't do anything wrong. Like even with Anthony yeah. Davis playing a little bit more, I think they probably, they still would have won. Cause I don't yeah. like, I, I don't think his interior presence even would have made that much of a difference the way the game was going. Uh, but yeah, the, and it, it, we saw it on the sideline. LeBron is already full. Like, and you said like the GM was coming and yeah. you know, people are getting shipped out. Carmelo Anthony's like, he's balling out. He's actually one of the, probably the second best player right now with Anthony Davis being kind of flaky and Westbrook right. being West brick. Uh, so I, the Lakers again, are one of these teams. It's like, what 
what is going on? What is like the game plan issues? Now I'm starting to think like when I watch like the personnel play, it's like Frank Vogels doesn't even make any adjustment. He has his plays yeah. and hopefully you guys know how to run them. Yeah. And like, it's just, it, it's tough because like I've we've mentioned this before, one of the big reasons you would kind of lean towards liking the Westbrook acquisition is that you could have someone in theory like LeBron sit out a game, yeah. even Anthony Davis sit out a game. And uh, have Russ kind of, you know, go crazy with all these other guys, these other veteran guys who are supposedly, uh, you know, such such good contributors to a winning team, go in and, and win games like this, uh, even against a team like like the Trailblazers. Um, but it, it's not working out at all. The second LeBron sits down so far this year, they've been horrible, like absolutely god awful. Yeah. Even when Anthony Davis is playing, and I think Anthony Davis needs more kind of blame. Uh, I think he play the blame game. Yeah. Well, I, I just think people aren't as critical of him as they, they should be because he's one of the premier players in this league, or he thinks himself that way. And Mm -hmm. you know, most people would say that we both picked him uh, before I uh, sort of reneged on it and uh, defiantly picked miles Turner as my defensive player of the year. We both picked him as defensive player of the freaking year. Yeah. We, we know he has that potential, but he always just seems to come, come in way below where I think he's, he's going to be. And uh, once again, this year, he, he's just not being dominant. He's not asserting yeah, himself. Yeah. I know he didn't play a lot of this game uh, against the Blazers, but maybe he, he kind of likes his role as a number two. He does. He's kind of yeah. chilling. He's like a fat, he's like a, he's like a, what, what do you call it? A, he's like a house cat. He doesn't yeah, like to go yeah. out and get his paws yeah, dirty. He wants cat, to, yeah. he wants to, he, like he'll still, he'll, he'll catch the mouse for you. He'll catch yeah. the mouse that wanders in the house every once in a couple of years, but he's not doing, he's not a barn cat. He's not out there in the trenches every day. No, he's not. He doesn't want to work for it. I, I honestly believe that. I just, I, I see him and, and I think someone of your caliber, even without LeBron, like let's pretend LeBron James isn't even on your team. You and Russell Westbrook should be able to make a competent offense and be a good team. Uh, especially when you have other kind of contributors around, you know, around that sort of nucleus uh, that can yeah, help you out. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony is having an amazing year considering uh, his age and, you know, how many miles he's got. Uh, he's shooting the ball extremely well. And, you know, I just, I'm, I'm really disappointed in Anthony Davis. And I, I thought from the beginning of the year, if the Lakers were actually going to win, he was going to have to be unreal. Like one of the best years of his career, because I know how sort of slowly, but surely LeBron is kind of declining in terms of what he can do and what the load he can carry night after night. I'm sure yeah. that when playoff com- time comes, if he's properly rested and his team has decent seating, he can still be that guy to sort of carry through those, you know, 16 uh, at most, you know, playoff games and, and, you know, deliver them the goods when it matters, but not if he has to play every game in order for the Lakers for, to even win, like to have a chance to yeah. win, like that's not going to work. That's not the right recipe. And uh, like you were saying, and kind of like what I, thought would happen towards the beginning of this year before I even watched the Lakers play all that much is that I think there's going to be some changes by the trade deadline. I yeah. think he's going to inject the, you know, LeBron's going to want more youth around him and mm-hmm. more kind of young legs that can help him because he needs help at this point of his, in his career, he can't do the whole thing anymore. He can't do carrying a team all the way through the regular season and the playoffs. He, he needs help. And uh, as much as you would think, uh, these guys could help him without him. It's, it's just not working out. And I, I think, although it's very easy to blame Russell Westbrook and I will keep blaming Russell Westbrook. I think it's mostly on Anthony Davis, honestly, because uh, he yep. played that whole game and we'll, and we'll get to it because it was such a, uh, another completely embarrassing loss, uh, another 
huge blown lead to the Thunder uh, yeah. that we just missed uh, in our last pod. It was the Thursday night for our last pod. Anthony Davis played that whole game. He should yeah. not. He yeah. should be able to beat the Thunder by himself, one on yeah, five. He's exactly. Anthony yeah. Davis for Christ's sake. This is unbelievable. I don't care how how good SGA is. It's the Thunder, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's just it, it's been pretty disappointing to watch, and it's not getting better for the yeah. Lakers. Well, and let, let's just get right into that game. Uh, you know, another huge, huge blown loss to the Thunder on Friday night. And yeah. I, I, yeah, it, it really does make you wonder, like, what the hell is going on? Like, do they like they really just like, like hey, LeBron's not playing, we're, we lost then because like you don't yeah. see any fire, you don't see any adrenaline from them. Like, they they just don't care. Like, it's because the think, last like, one, the last big lead, at least that was in OKC. But this was in Staples. Yeah, that they lost. Like, Shea just uh, took ridiculous. over. Yeah, he took over completely. Hits that dagger three from the logo in like in your own stadium. Like you, that's the ultimate just uh, disrespect. Like I. And then, of course, after the last time they played and Russ got ejected, you'd think that he would want to show some heart and not let these guys do it again <laughs> to you. Yeah. Like, just yeah. kill you. And, yeah, I, I, it's a, it's one thing to have, like, a team do it once. But having it twice so close together, insane. insane. And you're, you're the, the, the t- Oklahoma City's only two wins yeah. on the season against the freaking L.A. Lakers. And uh, it's, it was crazy because, you know, I got to give credit to SGA, though, too, because – that wasn't the only that late pull up three wasn't the only kind of deep pull up sort of transition three he took. He was feeling it all night. He had an insane kind of euro and one inside over Russ and AD kind of late yeah. in that game that was just insane. And uh, they just had no one to to guard him or contain him. And once again, they get up big, the Lakers, because they they should. They're a superior team to the Thunder, who are just so young and and kind of inexperienced. But yeah again, they just let them claw back in because the Lakers offense is just so clunky without LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's nothing really going on. There's just, they just got to count on uh, Westbrook making tough contested mid range shots and mellow getting mellow, getting the odd three. And then Anthony Davis doing this kind of little mid post face up, you know, thing. And that works for some of the game, but then, you know, when it, when it gets down to it towards the end, they just don't have a, of an offensive flow or a way to put yeah. these put these kind of games away where it's where it's out of reach for someone like the Thunder or a team like the Thunder and uh, but you know again it was like uh, we talked about it the the end of that last huge twenty six point lead that they blew yeah. in OKC uh, you know the the last time again without LeBron there were so many plays down the stretch that you thought like what the hell is going on Carmelo yeah. Anthony yeah. airballing that three uh, the Malik Monk kind of pull up pull up yeah. three to to try and uh, attempt to tie the game which yep. was just i i thought appalling you could have run some court kind of play or action this freaking uh game the, the the lakers are down two and there's 20 seconds to go uh and the the, the thunder inbound the ball in the, the the front court sort of you know the, yeah. the, the net they're shooting on and uh it, it comes into sga and russell westbrook is guarding guarding lou dort he just walks towards SGA, kind of fast walks towards the ball, like, oh, me go toward the ball. And SGA finds Lou Dort because anyone could have found Lou Dort because he was completely wide open yeah. under the basket, just cut cut back door. Russell Westbrook just left him completely alone, and he got an uncontested dunk. And if the LA had played that sort of any better, even if they had just kind of fouled SGA at that point, they would have had a better chance to win. But again, Russell Westbrook, one of the most boneheaded, end of game plays i have i have seen pretty much this season 
It was so stupid. I watched it like 20 times back again. I'm like, there's no way he did that. I yeah. couldn't figure out what he was even thinking. Like it was just ridiculous. Controller died. Another, well, an, a, another fucking reason why, as we go on and on, why Russell Westbrook is not the guy you want if you're trying to win. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, to make matters worse, it was he who had the ball to go and try and tie the game. Yeah. He barely even tries to shake Lou Dort. He just kind of takes a tough sort of deep pull up three, which he's never been able to really make. You know, he makes one every 20 games and yeah. acts like he fucking does it all the time. But of course he misses and, and they lose. And uh, just again, another horrible, horrible loss for the Lakers followed up by the one in, in Portland. And uh, I don't know what LeBron could even be thinking right now. I, I like, Oh, he's gotta what, be, what is he? You know, he's, he's gotta be fast. He, and, and watching like in, in these games, even when the Lakers do well, you know, mellow with his three to the head yeah. celebration and Russ going crazy. Like, it's it's uh, these guys are really not self-aware at all. No. I, I'm really hating this Lakers season so far. But it's but they still think of their stars, right? They have that yeah, big they, dog mentality till they die. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is a really you know it's a blessing and a curse. But so far this season, it's been a curse. It's been a horrible, horrible curse. Hey man, I mean that's the what what's the saying? Confidence, the water of the wise man, liquor of the fool. Yep. Yeah, like that one man, I like that saying. I, I like it. Is that uh, Macbeth, something like that? I think. Uh, I don't know. The guy, in guy in the office says it. Uh, oh, it does. The the guy they pick up from the call center. Uh, oh, oh, um, Vikram. Vikram, best salesman <laughs> I've ever seen. That's the quote he says to Pam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I also, yeah, just quick, uh, just so you guys know, yeah, I watched The Office when it was actually on cable, not like any of you bandwagon fucks that make it your whole goddamn personality like The Office. No, because they went on Netflix. So, uh, yeah, yeah like if, to, that's you, like if that's you, if that's you, I don't ever want to hear about it. You ruined it for me. Having to see yeah. all these people mainstream yeah. and bandwagon a show that I was dedicated to. I went through <laughs> the, I was, I was, I was in the shits. Where were you? Yeah. Well, if you're asking me, I was there right. right oh, there I know. Yeah. Me. I know you, man. I know I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the world, man. Talking to the world, talking to society, oh. man. You I wouldn't know. get yeah. it. You better let uh, it out. But, you know, as we're saying, there's a lot of panic around the Lakers, I would say, uh, which is safe. It's just I, so I sad. It's just been so say. sad. Man. But we kind of want to look around at some other teams within the NBA that, uh, you know, we want to kind of – they're underperforming, came into the season with, you know, maybe even – not maybe not cha- championship aspirations, but a deep playoff run uh, in their their midst. And we we're, we're going to go over to see who uh, we think are uh, – are cool concerned or panicked so cool if we think they're cool obviously we're like ah they'll turn it around it's all going to be good concerned we're concerned it is what it is and then panicked we're panicked we're freaking out we're hitting the panic buddy we're heading yeah we're we're heading to our bomb shelters everybody grab the wife and kids uh we're never going to come back to the same society again we're going to need a bigger boat um so it's oh by by the way matt just 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 quickly uh, we're not we're not going to dwell on it but uh james harden scored i think 13 points versus detroit (laughs) he scored 28 against the raptors today i know it's only i know know. he he, he took care of it today um but yes the uh so we're going to go over this uh jordan the first team that i'm going to bring it up to you is actually a team that just lost today i believe uh, a close one they lost a very close one uh with the washington wizards 101 to 94 the milwaukee bucks so they've oh, fallen yes. to four and six now, sitting 10th currently as we record this in the East. Where are you sitting right now on the CCP meter? I'm cool. I'm cool with the Bucks. You cool uh, with them? They, they, they've they, taken some bad losses already. They have, but they haven't been at full strength. Like, they didn't have Middleton tonight. I don't even think uh, you know, tonight as in Sunday when we uh, recorded this. Yeah, the, there was no Middleton and there was no uh, – 
what's his face well lopez mm-hmm. uh so you know they just they just recently got, recently got drew holiday back and then you know the games they lost before that they didn't have drew holiday so they really have not had a full team and i kind of predicted this before the season started i thought the bucks for the first time since they've actually had championship aspirations you know since coach bud got there and Giannis mm-hmm. has been that mvp candidate guy I've actually just been able to relax and say, we don't care about the regular season because like I said, they, they've done the whole, you know, best yeah. record in the league thing on pace to win 70 games thing, all this, you know, whatever, whatever they've done it. And I think after you win a championship, you just kind of you chill out. You're cool. You're cool. Like we're yeah. talking about you now. We're, you rest cool. your, your championship hangover a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no pressure on these guys anymore. They know how good they can be. They know how dominant they can be and how they can turn it on. They know the only people who can challenge them in the East are the uh are the 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 nets and maybe the only people who've been challenging them in the league are the nets because we saw what they did to the western conference conference championship or champions last year and yep. Giannis, uh not even at 100 uh you know after uh that hyper extended knee where we thought he'd be out like crazy looked like he could you know bulldoze these guys like beat them you know every game for 100 straight games like he he killed the suns um you know as much as it pained me to see but I really think the Bucks have nothing to worry about. Nothing. I really don't even care where they are seated in the playoffs. Like, I think that's how much better they are than the whole middle of the pack. I will say, though, to shout you out. Nice. They should be more worried about the heat than oh, yeah. maybe oh, they yeah. thought they would have to be at the beginning of uh, of the season. Because, you know, if if they wind up in, in a kind of second round series or something where they have to see the heat on the road, if the Bucks haven't really taken the regular season as seriously as they normally do and have a lower seed than the Heat and have to go in there and win, I think it'll be a tough task, even at full strength, uh, provided the Heat, you know, are fully healthy themselves and are playing as well as they are right now. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still cool on the Bucks. I think they're totally fine. I, I'm really not going to be concerned about them until, you know, after Christmas, unless they're still kind of losing these games at full strength, then maybe we'll see. But right now I'm cool. I'm cool. Yeah, I, I, I think if the getting the heat, uh, like in the second round would be a really tough draw. Uh, I'm, but again, like I, I think that you're probably safe to say, you know, remaining at cool. That's kind of where I find myself as well. Uh, yeah. you know, they, they're the champs. It'll be fine. A couple of tough bounces there. Uh, again, we said older team. They played a lot of games. They're, uh, they're trying to recoup. So, uh, I, 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 would I also want to, I also want to shout out quickly you again, man. You, you're having a good, good podcast tonight. Uh, Grayson yeah. Allen, 19 points. I told you, man. Uh, against the Wiz. Yeah, and I, I did like the pickup. You know, he can shoot it. He can attack the rim. Yep. Plays one of those guys who, you know, we, we thought would benefit playing with Giannis. And, yeah. and you know, surprise, surprise, he is here. So yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to happy to see him playing well again. Not because I actually like him as a guy or anything or as a player. <laughs> well, I like him as a player, but I'm more like the personality. Uh, everything you know is better when the people are a little more exciting. Uh, the yeah. next team I'm going to throw at you, Flegel. Uh, I think this is a, is a good one because they're again. So right now they're sitting at four and six as well, but that puts them in 12th. Cause yeah, it's super early. It's uh, too hard to tell yet. Uh, you know, yeah. how things are going to go, but uh, a team that was just two games away from beating the Milwaukee bucks. And we're actually up mm-hmm. in the Eastern conference finals, but the four and six Atlanta Hawks, where would you put yourself? Cool, concerned or panicked? I'm concerned. I'm concerned yeah. about the Hawks. And honestly, if I, if I had to pick, I'm closer to panicked than I am. Cool. Wow. Just because the, there's no reason why they should be struggling like this. Like they're mm-hmm. one of the deepest teams in terms of offensive weaponry uh, sure. that the NBA has. And 
they haven't had a particularly tough schedule. Like they've had some kind of bad losses in here. And uh, I, I, it's, you know, Trey Young came out and said, you know, we, we got to start uh, playing with more energy and more, more focus as if it was the playoffs, you know, we're trying yeah. to motivate these guys, uh, which tells you it's, it's, it's not sort of a situation where they are, you know, re- really playing up to their full potential and just losing close games against good teams. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's more going on here, uh, losing games. They, they should win and getting, really blown out by some of the better teams. Like they got blown out by Utah the other night mm-hmm. um, and have had a few kind of just bad losses uh, on the schedule here so far. And, uh, you know, aside from that first game, you know, they started the season really well and beat the Mavs. Yeah. Uh, and since then, you know, that, that was kind of the high point of the season so far. And I think there's a lot to be concerned about. And what I find more concerning is I don't even know what it is like, uh, because yeah. They, they, it's not like they've had the major same injuries. Style, to deal with. Same everything. Yeah, same style. They they they've had everyone. They and uh, I'm I'm kind of worried for the Hawks that it might be a little bit of you know depth taking away from their their overall sort of production mm-hmm. and wins on the season. Like they have so many guys like you know Herder and they have Reddish and they have Hunter and they have Collins and they have Young and they have they still have uh, freaking Gallinari and Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm so many wings, so many players. And it's, you know, kind of a, a challenge, I think for, for Nate McMillan figuring out, you know, who do I play and when and, and for how long and, you know, what kind of combinations. So, you know, uh, in, in that sense, maybe I'm, you know, should be giving them more kind of benefit of, of the doubt that they do have all these guys who they didn't have through the entirety of last year, they were dealing with injuries and you saw how potent they could be, especially yeah. on the offensive end through the playoffs. So, you know, maybe they're just taking time to figure it out, but, it just kind of smells to me like something else is going on there. And maybe it's kind of a regression to the mean sort of thing. Like I think it kind of hurt them how deep they wound it wound up going in the playoffs last year. Cause people had such kind of high expectations for them this year. And they're just really not meeting for the, me, meeting them so far. So I, I am concerned for the Hawks. Yeah. I, I think I'd probably also fall under concerned. Uh, I, I will give them this, you know, their last three games were tough. Uh, they lost uh, 117 to 108 to the Nets. Then they lost to the Jazz uh, in a, a bit of a blowout there. Uh, and then another close one. Uh, they were right in it with uh, with the Suns. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy to see some of these games. That was another big Saturday night game uh, as yeah, well. That, yeah, that, that was a good one. The Suns. It was, uh, yeah, D-Book had 38, 38, my, yep. my scoring, uh, scoring champ pick uh, yep. Yep. showing out here finally. Yeah, Trey Young is, uh, you know, he, he's really – he, 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 he hits, he's still hitting these big, crazy shots. And I kind of feel like with this concern, you know, the next couple of games they have coming up, I mean, they're playing the Warriors, the Jazz, the Nuggets, and the Bucks next four. None of those are a given win. I mean, the Warriors, they should probably be able to take, but I mean, Jazz, Nuggets, and Bucks is going to be tough. Uh, so this could kind of keep going, this losing trend. Uh, and yeah. I think if they start needing to panic, I think that they're going to, you know, I, I think this, they, they're just waiting. They're begging for an excuse to ship John Collins. They've been trying yeah. to trade him for a while. I think they know that he's kind of got some value. He's a bit of that unicorn type player. Uh, he can, you know, he, he stretched the floor pretty decently at this point in the, in the game. So, you know, maybe they get a couple picks out of him. Uh, Cause I, I just don't think that they, well, they just they, extended him though, this off season. So yeah, I'm but I mean, they confused what they want to do. Send yeah, a new contender. Yeah. There's there, 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 that happens a lot of times, you know, they sign guys. So they are more tradable contracts, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But even then, yes, I, I do think that he, he pressed them, but I think that, you know, even though he's, I don't think he's playing poorly right now. I think that he's kind of the fall guy if they were going to get into that panic mode. Right. Cause like, they're not going to be touching yeah. Trey young 
and nobody else is really that much of an X factor guy they're looking at on the team. Yeah, big time. And it's, it's just, you know, we'll, we'll see where they go from here. I, obviously it's still so early in the season and I do though, like the uh, Trey young, John Collins combo. Mm-hmm. I don't know how just on their own kind of, you know, potent and uh, you know, how much of a winning combo that can be on their own. But I did really like what I saw, you know, in the playoffs last year, even against a, a you know, the, the, team that went on to to win the championship uh the bucks provided they didn't have Giannis for for some of that series um i I liked the way those two you know work together especially with the pieces around them um so you know i I would like to see them keep keep them together and you know keep the firepower around them I, i i like the sort of general makeup of the team and the way they work they've just been so disappointing uh and kind of kind of like what we saw and sort of what we talked about with, you know, a team, even like the Raptors where they kind of get contributions from a few different guys, but none of them are that stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, even though you have Trey Young, Trey Young going off and John Collins going off uh, for a lot of these games, you just don't have that reliable third guy who always steps up for you. It's always like a, you know, question mark, who's it going to be? And is it yeah. just going to be, you know, a little bit chipped in here or there? So, you know, if, if I were the Hawks, just kind of like I was, I, I, and I've, uh, we talked about this and I've said this for a team like the jazz who kind of, you know, for the regular season, the having depth can help you. But when you get to the playoffs, it might be worth kind of packaging a few of your really good wings, your, your talented mm-hmm. players and turning them into one guy who's more reliable and does more things for you. And you can count on more in the playoffs. So I think the Hawks, if, if they're kind of still having a sort of disappointing season, uh, you know, by their standards, as we approach the trade deadline, they could be a candidate to yeah, package someone like John Collins or even some of their other young guys uh, and turn them into, you know, who, who, whoever's the disgruntled mm-hmm. star at the time or sort of yeah. not, not even star, but more competent guy to get in there. Because I do think if you have, uh, you know, uh, let, let's say Collins isn't involved in a trade like that. If you have Collins young and one more guy who's, you know, sort of on that level of Collins or even a bit higher, I think Collins could be a great third option. I think that's yep. where he would more naturally fit on like a really, really good contending team. Sure. Um, sure. You know, if the Hawks were able to swing something like that, then I think they're more dangerous in the playoffs. But yeah, I think it's a little bit of kind of regression to the mean. They really overachieved last year. So this might be them kind of falling back down to earth a little bit. And, yep. you know, we'll, we'll see if this is real, but. Yeah, I, I think we're right to be concerned, honestly. I think they're just, uh, yeah, really, really been disappointing. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where they go. We'll see where they go. Well, and the last team that, you know, I want to ask you uh, if you're cool, concerned, or panicked is uh, the team right now. Uh, they're, they just started the fourth quarter. They're down one to the Charlotte Hornets as we're speaking right now. They're four and four. They sit just on the ninth seed right now in the West, the LA Clippers. Uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're, as I said, they're four and four. Two of those wins were back-to-back wins over the Timberwolves as well as a win over the Thunder. They've lost games to the Trailblazers. They've lost games to the Cavs and the Grizzlies. And the, uh, I believe the Warriors as well was a uh, regular season mm-hmm. game. Uh, so I... I'm, I'm not, I, 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 I'm worried about Kawhi. I would say I'm panicked yeah. about his timeline because if he gets one setback, this could totally screw them. Because when yeah. they start going through like their harder part of their schedule, like Charlotte's just like a, again, they're kind of like a, nobody really knows what they are yet kind of team. Uh, like they're tough, but they're not 
anything great. They haven't played a true contender yet. Like they play the Heat the on the Thursday, the eleventh. So maybe that'll be a game we can talk about uh, yeah. uh, coming up next uh, our Friday episode that's going to be dropping. Uh, but yeah, they, they they have a pretty soft beginning half of their schedule, and so they're going to really need to rely and they have to win every single one of those games. They got to get up big because if they get down and Kawhi, you know, gets that layback as Paul George, you know, he's been awesome, but the rest of the team looks like doo doo. Yeah. And they're just, yeah, really struggling to, again, find that sort of reliable second guy. They've got a lot, a lot of other guys that kind of chip in now and then. But, you know, it, 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 I think Paul George is the person that's really been keeping them afloat so far uh, this year. He's having one of the best years, uh, you know, or starts to the year of his career, pretty much. Yep. He's really playing well. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're kind of losing more games than I thought they would. Uh, and you know, there, there's been some bad losses in there. Um, and you know, we're just waiting for Kawhi to come back because that is what takes this team where, you know, we're, we're having this conversation right now to one of the best teams in the West. Cause that that's the type of impact Kawhi has, especially if you can count on Paul George performing at a similar clip like he is now, but you, you have, basically Paul George and a bunch of role players right now that, that that's all you have. And, you know, even guys like Reggie Jackson who played super well in the, the playoffs last He's year, come back down to earth. He really has, he really has. And uh, you know, you, you've got even Terrence Mann who's still kind of struggling. He's a young guy. Uh, Zubach Bledsoe, I thought had a few nice games for them, but isn't doing anything crazy. And Nick Batum, mm-hmm. who you expected would kind of pick up a little bit more of the, the load. Yeah. Uh, really has, you know, kind of been slightly underwhelming. So you've just got a lot of guys who are okay and make sense on this team, uh, again, as role players, but it's, it, it's been tough. It's just been Paul George kind of trying to carry these guys, you know, on his back. And uh, in terms of where I'm at with them, I, I would say I'm concerned. I'm not quite at panic yet mm-hmm. because they could be, you know, if they were like, two and six or something like that. Maybe I'd be a bit worried, but the, you know, they're still at 400. They've been able to win some of these games. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like w- when you look at their, their scoring leaders, Paul George, I, th- I believe still as of today, he's leading the league in scoring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or is at least up there, you know, top, top, top three, top five, something he's like that. Also leading the league in steals right now too. So I'm yeah. mean, getting it done on both ends for the Clippers. Uh, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, again, hey, hey, maybe a sleeper MVP pick if they can like really rattle off like a winning streak here. Who knows? Yeah, no, he, he kind of fits the profile there. Yeah, doing it on both ends and, um, you know, is averaging about five assists per game too, which uh, I'm looking at basketball reference right now. He, yeah, he's leading the team in assists per game as well. Like he's a guy who's yeah. doing everything uh, for them and uh, uh, averaging eight rebounds as well, which is, you know, uh, wait, let me double check. Also leading the team. Yeah. He's, uh, he's really, uh, yeah, he's, the, he's, he's the whole team heartbeat really. of the Yeah. The heartbeat and the whole sort of engine that drives the Clippers. And then you have Reggie Jackson at about 17 points per game. And then all the, all your other kind of scoring, you, you've got three guys at around 10 per game. Yeah. So that you, that's just really not uh, a recipe for, for a good, uh, a good team. that's getting going to get a lot of wins, especially out West uh, where there's so many teams that, well, they not might, might not be, you know, sort of upper echelon uh, so many teams mm-hmm. at west are trying to win there's basically just the rockets and the thunder who, who don't want to win but everyone else you're going to have a a, a tough out and yeah, uh, yeah it, it's going to be all about Kawhi with these guys i thought maybe they do a little bit better than they are so again i am a little bit concerned about them but 
you know, now, now that Don't I think about hit it, I panic button yet. No, not, not panic button yet, but I'm, I'm also just kind of, you know, looking back at my predictions for them. And I, sure. I kind of feel a little silly that I didn't see something like this coming because again, I was kind of counting on Terrence Mann taking a bigger step than probably he, he was going to take. Uh, and again, he's just averaging about 10 points, uh, you know, per game this year. And, you know, Reggie Jackson, though he is averaging more than you would have expected a guy who was released by Detroit last year uh, yeah. to average. He's, he's not the guy who was looking like one of the best point guards in the league, honestly, uh, in the playoffs last year. So uh, yeah, uh, concerned about the Clippers, but not, not quite at panic mode. Yeah. I, I think those are, those are good takes. Uh, we'll probably be back with a, a similar segment like this uh, even in next week's episode or just in episodes to come, because, you know, teams are going to go on losing streaks, winning streaks, and we're going to want to figure out, you know, and analyze, you know, where they're sitting yeah. uh you know maybe we'll go over our contenders or pretenders uh on the our next uh our friday episode so uh you know yeah, stay tuned good. for that uh but uh as we move on uh last episode uh i gave jordan we you know I, I i gave him my good go with uh with trivia something that uh, i i felt <laughs> valiant with uh you know i still got some points uh flegal put up a goose egg buddy what happened there i don't want to talk about it that wasn't a good performance for you. That was a. That wasn't, I wouldn't say it was embarrassing. What the fuck I had some up, tough man. ones. Look, but that wasn't. That yeah. was not an all timer at all. That was a bad timer. Yeah. Well, none of them were about basketball, or at least very few. So you so don't I even know who like, Jumping Joe Folks was. Okay. Okay. Look. Well, we'll see how you, you do. Go. Okay. Let's let's do this first, and then you can talk. All right. Are you ready? You you need a. You I was born a, ready. For anyone okay. not knowing, Jordan's gonna throw uh, a couple uh, NBA related uh, five, questions. Five questions. Five questions. questions. We're gonna see how many I can do. Sometimes we like to throw bonus points in there, but that's just because we love each other. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll see what Jordan's got for me. All right, Matt. This is about a team near and dear to your heart, uh, supposedly. Although I've never, I don't know. Uh, I didn't know you were such fans of this team before our uh, sort of bet, our fifty dollar bet, the the, the Pelicans. Mm, yeah, um, I love them right now. Yeah, you, uh, I'd love to. I'd love to rub this in your face. So yeah, I've got some yeah, a Pelican kind of related question here. So they were established as the New Orleans Hornets. Yeah. In two thousand two, two thousand three, uh, after they were moved from Charlotte, uh, the Charlotte Hornets moved them there, uh, sort of yeah. re- relocated, and then Charlotte yeah. got the Bobcats or whatever. But that was the first time that uh, the New Orleans had an NBA franchise since the New Orleans jazz, which yeah. actually makes sense why they're called the jazz actually moved to yeah. Utah, yeah, Utah. known the for the jazz music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the, that's sort of the, so, so in New Orleans, I can't, yeah. I would love to go to a jazz fest in Utah. Oh, it'd be great. Salt Lake city. Yeah. Jazz fest? Be awesome. yeah. <laughs> Get all the Mormons in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Everything's off rhythm, but that's kind of jazz. <laughs> they just play the so, notes. So anyway, that's, that's, since the Hornets, the New Orleans Hornets were there 2002, 2003. Okay, so yeah. Since then, since that season, how many 50 win seasons do you think the franchise has? And that's uh, as they were called the Hornets. And then through, you know, when they changed the name to the Pelicans. Through, 50 through, win season? Now. Yeah. How many of them have they had since 2002, 2003? Yeah. Uh, that, that franchise, how many 50 win seasons? So Charlotte Hornets to current day or. No, no, no. New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans Hornets. Hornets gotcha. so, okay. so, so that franchise in New yeah. Orleans from 2002 through Bobcats, and then yeah. yeah, okay. No, 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 not Bobcats. That's Charlotte. Just New Orleans. So New Orleans. Oh, okay. And then to the Pelicans. Okay. Now, yeah. now we're on yeah. the Hornets and Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. No, no, okay. no, no. Charlotte. 
no yeah. Charlotte involved. Yet. Okay, so yeah, that that's actually better for me. Um, because again, yeah, so that obviously with the uh, with the uh, with the, uh, the the New Orleans Hornets, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Chris Paul had his yeah. time there. Uh, with the, when they were the Hornets, uh, you know, definitely had some decent seasons there, but again, they were never quite uh, you know playoff. They, no one really took them as title contenders. Uh, even mm-hmm. though they had a couple nice teams put together there. Uh, yep. a lot of talent kind of floated through there trying to get Chris Paul uh, a championship, but never, obviously never happened. Never got past the second round. Uh, I actually know a guy, apparently he was at one of their games. It was like a game seven. They lost second round and uh, a guy, guy next to him was crying. Cause he had bet his house on the, the, Hornets, the then Hornets to win or some shit. Oh, man. Crazy, yeah, it was like the Spurs. That. It was against the Spurs. I think the Spurs. Yeah. Well, I don't remember which year it was but they may have went on to win or you know that well, was, that was 2007 was really really yeah. good yeah 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 and uh, that so, was an all-time chris paul series that was uh yeah incredible yeah uh anyways to answer your question uh 50 wins i don't know uh, they don't think they ever did it when uh don't they, i don't think they ever had it when davis was or cousins were there because i don't think they really never made it. i'm gonna say one fuck no yeah, way right. Right, I, was, right. I was i was i was God like damn no. it man i was like there's got to be one chris paul year that he just like balled out so it he, was was that the year he probably i think he led the league in scoring one year did he not or am i crazy uh yeah he was up like 30 something yeah, he, yeah he had he one insane crazy. scoring year and that the i don't think he full uh, full out led the league but he was definitely like top three top five or something but yeah i think it was um 07 08 but when i did the research it was one season they won 56, 56 wow. games, and I think that was the season they lost in the yeah. second round. Seven Probably games. Tyson tough. Chandler, Paja. Yeah, yeah, Mo Pete. Yeah. Uh, one of the yeah the the great uh, uniform. David, David I love West. Underrated oh, yeah, the Pelicans version of that of with the Charlotte colors. I, that's an underrated uniform. I really like that. Yeah, no, I I love that team, and that's when I I remember watching you know Chris Paul tape of him in, in New yeah. Orleans. I, I that's when I I was like I, I love this guy. He was yeah. Uh, incredible and uh yeah wow good for one you for one let's go god damn it all right i'll try and stump you with these ones all right the timberwolves we're going to talk about the timberwolves nice. they've now lost four straight since we talked about cat uh oh yeah yeah uh, i'll uh, i'll quote him here like we, we said we, yeah, we're on we're on a three game slide right now now it's four but if you know one thing about slides here in minnesota it could go from three to 18 19 or 20 real quick so you tell me matt What's oh, the boy. longest losing streak in Minnesota Timberwolves history? And you get a bonus point if you can tell me the year that it happened. Ooh, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to assume it was probably like just post-KG era. So it would be, you know, like mid-2000s. So I can't tell you the exact year. Uh, might have been like 2007 or something. I don't know. You can, anyone feel free to fact check me on any of this stuff. That's what I would assume. I know that they have, again, they've been bad for years and years and years. Um, again, like uh, they got the number one pick back to back years. So that goes to show, you know, the success there uh, and, and teams that are really like I, I don't think it was that recent. That's why I think it was a KG year. Cause I feel like if it was like a Wiggins team, I would know. And I mean, <laughs> I, I know those teams were bad. Like they, I think close to like 20, like like 25 wins, some of those years, 24 wins. So I'm going to go their longest ever. And I'm going to say it was like, yeah, 2006 or seven, 2007. I'm going to say they lost 22 games. Close, Matt. Close in both cases, but wrong in both cases. 18 is the most uh, I've ever lost. I thought maybe I was and, going a little high. Okay. And it was actually in 2011. Oh, really? 
Okay, yeah. So well Kevin after Love. KG left, and yeah, it yeah. was a Kevin Love year, uh, and I don't really remember when that was, I guess, but 2011 makes sense because they were bad through that whole time. Yeah. They were terrible. Maybe Kevin Love missed time with injury. I'm, I'm not sure, but... Yeah, and I think, well, was, I think uh, the next year, he was, like, averaging... It was insane. He was averaging, like, 25 and 15, and then yeah. that was... And then the next year after that was the Wiggins trading for... Uh, for for kevin love yeah 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 that makes sense yeah, yeah. uh or yeah somewhere in there but yeah 100 percent. and uh yeah no it, it 18 cats actually wrong it was never 19 or 20 uh that yeah. idiot uh it wasn't even 18 when he was there wow drama queen but uh <laughs> but yeah 18 they, they never got to 20 so that's a win uh if you're the carl anthony towns mess with my mind man because <laughs> uh that guy's spreading false news fake news yeah. cat yeah come on cat uh, all right good i feel good you got that one wrong uh so uh next one number three uh basketball reference has a list of every game-winning shot oh, in nba history that was taken uh to actually win the game and after the ball goes in there's no time left so yeah, like true yeah. buzzer beaters not like go yeah. ahead even if there's point one, it, it wasn't on this list so it's just a true buzzer beater uh, and I, I thought about this question after I saw Luca's uh, shot against the Celtics because yep. that was, even though it was kind of one true of those walk off. Up, it, it was a true walk off. It was kind of one. It, it wasn't like the the true awesome uh, buzzer beaters where the buzzer goes off while the ball's still in the air because those are obviously the best. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. ball had just gone through the mesh and then it goes off. Still awesome though. But um, so the question is, since the 2020 calendar year, this isn't the 2019. 20 season that's included in this question it's just 2020 oh, okay. so even so if it was the now. yeah so so like calendar year it has to be 2020 and on okay yeah, um, yeah. and i think that was yeah it uh, would have been the bubble depending really well when was the stoppage was the stoppage in 2019 february 2020 but 2020 february so 2020 so it could have been sort of uh it was probably the bubble but it could have been I january or february yeah, yeah yeah but it's got to be in the 2020 calendar yeah. year so since then Luca leads all players in game those type of shots, game winning buzzer beaters, yep. true buzzer beaters, walk offs with three. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's cool. I, if you know the question, I knew that too. I know the game. Oh yeah. Uh, so so he has three because there was the one in the playoffs against the uh, the the Clippers. Yeah, and then the Trailblazers. Uh, uh, one legged fader. I'm pretty sure. That might have been it. I'm not 100 percent sure, but like the like third one was year. the Celtics one. It was included. Yeah, yeah. No, because yeah. it wasn't his rookie year because it was just 2020. Oh, true. Well, he I think he hit that one. Anyways, go on. Anyway, so so it doesn't matter, but there's another one. He has three because uh, the Bleacher Report says, you know, how many you have. So that's yeah. since 2020. Um, and there's a few other players with one, but there's only one other player since that time with two. So Luca's ahead, ahead with three. Yeah. The 2020 calendar, true buzzer beaters and yep. game winners. And playoffs uh, count. Playoffs count. Yeah, this is regular season and playoffs. Um. And then there's, yeah, like I said, a few other players that have one, but there's only one other player in that time span that has two. Can you name that player? So that's so, just since 2020, regular season and playoffs. Yeah, my, my uh, immediate thought goes, my immediate, my immediate thought, my mind goes to Anthony Davis because he hit that infamous hit, deep one uh, against one, the Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, I know that he definitely would have had a couple shots. And just by the way that I said my, his name, then I looked at your face and I got your reaction immediately. Uh, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, you broke. I don't think you have the best poker face. Uh, okay. But my other thought there was Devin Booker. 
because uh, again he hit that huge shot in the bubble and he's yeah now you're trying to get in my head uh, <laughs> but Devin Booker again yeah he's always taking the last minute shots and again I can think of him hitting like game winners as well and I even though yeah again it seemed like you were wanting me you were like you were trying to calm yourself about the Anthony Davis thing I'm gonna go I'm actually still I'm gonna go with Devin Booker because I feel like he has more than one even though again I my initial thought was AD but I'm gonna go with Devin Booker Good guess, Matt. It's wrong. Uh, Devin Booker definitely has more than one in his career, but not since 2020. <coughs> I knew he would have had the one in the bubble. So I thought yeah, he had the one in the bubble. one last year, but yeah, okay. You want to know who it is, Matt? Would you like to know? Is it Anthony Davis? No. Another good guess, though, because he did have the one against Denver. It's Harrison fucking Barnes. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about the one. Yeah, yeah that was a great one, too. That's so a good he had one. The one. He had the one against Phoenix just last week yeah. or whatever. But he has another one, I think, against like Sac uh or no, not Sacramento. Uh well, actually, it might have been Sacramento. I don't Dallas? know. No, but, never mind. That doesn't make sense. No, 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 no. Uh whenever it was, he has one since 2020. So I was looking at the list and I was like, okay, hey, yeah, Luke is on top. And I was looking for the question to ask, and it just so happens our guy, HB Harrison Barnes. Yeah. The second most game-winning buzzer beaters. Uh in the past year. Wow. Well, and it's, it's not, yeah, because I think sometimes you think of the game winners where the guys run on the clock, like run on the court when like it's point two, and then the other team just yeah. bounds it and then like just like they touch it and then they don't even take a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I sure. think those sometimes get in your mind, but no, that, that was a good one. I never would have went Harrison Barnes, but I, I felt I know me neither. Both my original tough one. Yeah. No, they each had one within that span, but yeah, not, not two. But uh, okay. So fourth question. Uh, I went on my Kyle Lowry rant tonight. Kyle Lowry was on my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite guys uh, ever, best Raptor ever, uh, or greatest Raptor ever, I should say. But uh, he is top twenty right now, all time among uh, in all time scoring among active players. Right okay. Now. Okay. Uh, yeah, active. <laughs> yeah. I was say. Um. <laughs> so, what does he rank right now? What is he among active players and? You get a fun little bonus point if you can tell me what his former teammate and also a Raptors legend, DeMar DeRozan, ranks because he is also top 20 in active players Ooh. for all-time points. Okay. So they're both to- they're both top 20. That's all the only hint I'll give you. And uh, I think DeRo- DeRozan will have more than Lowry. I'm I'm pretty sure about that. I mean, he's he's the scorer. Uh, oh man, that's a that's tough. I mean, I have a what's the what's the odds? There? I have a five percent chance no matter what I pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's obviously behind like LeBron. He's behind AD, Westbrook, uh, you know, Harden, Kevin Durant. Uh, even like I got like, Kevin Love might probably has more points than him total. Jeez, uh, yeah, I'm gonna probably go top twenty of active players. I'm gonna go. Demar is. I'm gonna go. Demar is seventh. Lowry is thirteenth. Oh, you were. If you shifted both answers by three, you would have been right. Demar is tenth. That's not close. Demar is tenth. Interesting. I I thought Lowry is sixteenth. Wow. Lowry is sixteenth. Huh. I would have thought they were much higher. Yeah. 
I mean, that's still pretty high. I mean, uh, it is active players, but yeah, no, I, I probably because DeRozan was like in like the top five scoring for like three I know. years there, those last couple of years with the Raptors. So I thought that would have really vaulted him up. But I mean, I guess you have there, there are some old heads still in the league that I mean, DeRozan will catch up to probably all time. But yeah, geez, okay. Well, no, hey, that is what it is. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. no, that's good guess the books good again guess. i have one one more question for redemption I, again at least i got the first one i got my yeah, you're already doing better than me so yeah. i don't want to hear it okay the, the season standings right now I'm, I'm starting to pad my stats i'm building the lead <laughs> here well so i thought maybe because i didn't think you'd i i didn't i didn't think it was a given that you would get the first one the, the new orleans pelicans one because you know that's kind of you know what team kind of well it's, it's your team but it's also a tough thing to guess you know one maybe is it, you, i don't know if you thought maybe it would be a trick question or whatever so anyway i the this last question the fifth one that i'm about to ask i put in as a multiple choice Interesting. i think i'm gonna i'm gonna take that away now no, you, right. you don't get it you've already got one so fuck you yeah uh so james harden uh has made a lot of headlines this season for for a few different reasons but mainly because he's just free throw attempts, oh, especially yeah. in the first part of the season, were down yeah. uh, compared to what he's used to. He's kind of picked it back up again. The, in, in general, refing in the league is kind of going more towards where it was, although the rules are certainly have the new rules are certainly having an impact on the players and how the game is played. Anyway, the question is, what is James Harden's career high for free throw attempts in a game in his career? I know it's like absolutely nuts like my when i knew oh, that was probably gonna be the, what the question was gonna be like what it was all time or something i swear to god there i thought they made I, I immediately i was like there was someone that was close to 50 i'm pretty sure <laughs> this is free, free throw attempts not not field goal no try, but... I, for some reason i remember there being someone that had like 40 free throws one time i mean maybe i'm thinking of like a team one well, probably for yeah but still, I, I immediately my mind was like, I thought there was someone who had something nuts. But again, it was probably Harden, a game that I was like, wow, that's insane. I'm going to go, because again, like I, we've seen him get like just in like this, the season, get like 18 in the game. I'm going to go 32 free, no, 29 free throws. Final answer, 29. Oh, 27, man. <sighs> Yeah, that I knew. I, I was gonna say. Well, I'm glad that I changed from high th- the, from the low 30s because you know I was like, you know, I, I I'll try and level, but that's still insane. 27 free throws in a game for one player. Well, the yeah, multiple choice not... I was gonna give you is like 27, 23, or 25. Would you have guessed 27, 27, 23, 25, or 25? That was the multiple choice. I was yeah, I would have went 27 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, They're hey, good. I that's that, good move uh, by me. Yeah, yeah, that that's fine. I'll I'll, I'll take that. Points. I'll take that again. Like. Because again, like I'm always, I'm a guy, you know, I'm not a math guy. So when you throw these numbers at me, like I'm always like, ah, fuck. Like if I can like ballpark it, like again, that's why, like I'm, I'm good at guessing. I'm good at estimating. But I'm uh, so mad you got the first one, man. Hey, I, I, I wanted, I wanted no, I wanted no wins out of you today. Hey, I told you, man, my brain will, will remember, will be able to bullshit my way through, uh, through life. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Just me and this old, uh, this old gray sludgy thing uh but that was great uh again we actually would love you know and uh we, we've mentioned this before we're going to start posting it on our social medias uh throughout the week we want to get as much as we can whether it's just going to be a segment or if we're going to be able to do a, a special edition wednesday episode uh we're yeah. going to be opening up the uh the mailbag for everybody so find us on social media at big dog ball talk we want you to submit your best takes or uh you know maybe just questions you want us to discuss on the podcast and you know feel free to throw in some questions for trivia for us because i would uh, i think that would yeah. be interesting as well we can see if you guys can stump us uh maybe yeah. we can always alternate and bounce those back and forth 
uh other than that yeah everybody thank you again for your continued support everything's been going amazing so far we're gonna keep it at you with every monday and friday uploads uh so yeah look for us at big dog ball talk email us at uh, big dog ball talk at gmail.com and uh i've been matt acorn with jordan flegel and uh, as my uh, good pal jordan always says uh, be honest especially with yourself mm. Now we're getting into scary subject. This is a scary subject. <laughs> Being honest with yourself, Jordan, do you really need to be honest with yourself? I'm honest with myself every day. Are you? Man, you're stronger than I am. I can't believe <laughs> it. I would be lying to myself nonstop. Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, I think being honest with yourself and with other people is good. But, you know, a little white lies here and there. You know, get yourself out of some trouble. Get yourself out of a situation. All that. No, no, see, oh, so that's a slippery No, no, no. I, w- I wouldn't do that because you, you wind up, you'll be 40 now. I mean, you look 40 now, but you'll be, uh, actually be 40 at one point. Yeah, but, but people have said I age like fine wine, so if I look like I'm 40 now, then uh, I look so good. If I'm 80, I'll look like I'm like the world's most attractive, like 100 year old. Well, how does, how does your father call? How's he been able to Oh, I mean, I don't know if he ever, he was always kind of looking like an alien, so I mean. Uh, True. Yeah. yeah. You get that a little bit. Your mom. Oh. Yeah, really she saved helps me. She really yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Hey, yeah, everybody. Thank you, your mother. Thank you, thank, thank your mother for what they gave you. And, uh, hey, Jordan, feel free to shake. Your mother.